typical one. That Vanessa Williams thing was right around the time of the McDonald's massacre. You couldn't turn on a television without hearing about those poor innocents just eating lunch, and then a circumstance occurs like earlier when the teenage Sears security guards shoot away the kids gathered around the in-store video game console, and the youngest boy, whose father would become the host of America's Most Wanted, ended up dead at the hands of a child predator, or the time before that when someone was putting something in Tylenol. And that's the prevailing fear in the backseat of the gray family Ford LTD, except maybe the troublingly named Indian School Road. The belt whipping you endured back in Rapid City at the hands of two teenage Native Americans while they made off with your prized go-kart still fresh in your mind. The map of Phoenix, a geometric marvel. You didn't think you'd ever seen a city made of a grid, but over the years it will become apparent that unlike other places you've lived, everything about Phoenix was master-planned, except the freeway to Los Angeles, which ends in a pile of concrete and slumbering construction vehicles a block from the house on the west side your father and younger brother rented in advance, you and your youngest brother and mother staying behind in Rapid City for reasons you may never know, like all the childhood questions that just remain questions, like why did everyone mail away for those free gumballs made out of a new kind of sugar? And you suspect the answers are unsatisfying as answers anyway, and so you don't bother. Two Brian Adams concerts in one summer is the result. Yes, you dreamed at the first concert in Rapid City of meeting a girl and had no idea that months later at your second time through the set list that you'd be holding hands with a girl who would ultimately get you kicked out of Phoenix Veterans Memorial Coliseum, but you think the move to the empty upper deck is for something more than hand-holding and not for smoking cigarettes, which security would spot pretty quickly. Yes, you had broken up with your first Phoenix girlfriend on her birthday, while lying in the dark on the phone unaware that your chronic nosebleeding wasn't tears on your cheek. All those afternoons going over to the first girlfriend's trailer across from your new school. How many new schools you didn't care to remember. The first girlfriend's mother was always home and let you hold hands on the couch while watching television, but you weren't allowed down the hall except to use the bathroom and only when the first girlfriend was firmly stationed in the front room or sometimes the kitchen, the first girlfriend's friend, who lived in the trailer park, had one of those arms that wasn't all the way an arm. More than the deaf leopard drummer after he crashed his Corvette into a brick wall, but still not like everyone else. And you didn't care if people stared, but she did. Yes, you broke up with the first girlfriend for the reasons time immemorial that men break up with women, but you didn't yet understand that until you did. That one afternoon when the girl who would ultimately get you kicked out of the Brian Adams concert's sister stalked into the bathroom and poured cold water on you both in the shower. Parents that both work is a thing you have in common, including an overwhelming interest in sexual exploration. Her lost fake fingernail found in your boxers at the rest stop on her family's trip to California. You imagined you were Daniel and she agreed she could be Allie from The Karate Kid when you snapped pictures at the same golfing stuff as in the movie. Her grandmother made you sleep on her couch in Indio and the curios and doilies were unnerving and you asked to bunk in with her older brother. Much later, the grandmother's house is confused in your mind with that of the actor Ray Milland when you learn he died in Indio. You've been listening to Typical of the Times. 
Growing Up in the Culture of Spectacle by Jamie Clark, author of the novel We Are So Famous.